Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus, the world famous, not to be confused with any other Amadeus, uh, Mozart Amadeus, Amadeus, the three producers that live on this planet Earth. I am the one and only each and every Thursday. Boom Bap Nation, shout out to Isnes and the loyal citizens. And if you're watching right now, we are scanning the chat actively for questions and comments. And when it comes to this new hip-hop shit that's going down, the Lord Lord himself is here. He got the Onyx sweater on. Shout out to Fredro and Sticky. Yes. Is that a stocking cap? Nah, actually, this is some shit that, like, you know, my hair is, like, so fucked up under here. <laughs> so, like, normally whenever you see me with my hoodies choked or something, it's because my hair is twisted. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right now, I actually just borrowed this from my girl. And, uh... You know, it's holding it down because if I take my hoodie off, I'm gonna fuck the whole room up. Oh man, yeah, Fleet Low, welcome to this Miss Al Fleet Low. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, man. Yo, Fleet, uh, we're so, gonna talk about it. No, we are. So, you know, you tricked me because uh, I was seeing this Fleet Delgado thing, and I'm like, all right, well, he's probably a Delgado like me because I feel every fucking person's name Delgado is related somehow. Like Puerto Ricans, Cubans, we all related. But I guess the Delgado thing is like a tribute to someone, right? Yeah, um, that's uh, actually my sister's, um, you know, her, her baby father. Like, you know, they wasn't married or nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, he actually, um, he stepped in uh, when my mom's died. My sister was like, she became my legal guardian. So um, Alex was, you know, with my sister at that time. They had my nephew and then later on had my niece. But uh, his name was Alex Delgado. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was more like a, a father figure and, a, you know, a role model, you know what I'm saying, to kind of, like, help me become who I am. So, like, you know, I always carried his name because he passed away a couple years ago. And uh, we didn't find out until, like, shit, damn near, like, eight months or almost, like, close to a year that the homie was gone and we found out. So I was like, man, you know, it's fucked up because um I remember, like, he would pull up to, the, you know, the crib. I, I, I stayed in, in um in Hamels in, in uh, Far Rockaway. He would take me up to the beach, have me do some dips and shit, you know what I'm saying? Have me doing pull-ups. He really, like, was trying to mold me into who I am today, you know what I'm saying? And he did a good job with that. So when he passed away, it kind of fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? So I just kept his name Delgado, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that was my last name. So, you know, I rep it for him. Yeah, shout out to him. R.I.P. Tim, I see you got something rolled on the table. I, so I was in uh, Times Square, like, about a week ago. Mm. And, you know, we're from the 90s, right? So we're not comfortable smoking outside. Like, are you cool, like, walking down the street? Because I see motherfuckers in the corner. Like, they hide it from the cops. I'm like, dog, weed is legal. Weed. I mean, I don't really be, like, just walking around smoking. Like, if I pull up to the hood, you know what I'm saying, we outside, like, shit, yeah, we going to light up a chopper. That's been, like, a thing, you know what I'm saying, when we was hiding from police. So it ain't nothing there. I blow that shit in their face because, you know, I like to go to Cali. So... And it was one time I was like, oh, I'll put the weed down. My man's like, man, you good. So I'm like, all right, shit, I just didn't know if it was like, you know what I'm saying, where I could blow on their face good. Yeah. Like, he like, no, you good. So yeah. ever since then, like, I started coming to New York and treating that shit like if it was Cali. I didn't give a fuck if, when it wasn't legal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't really like to just, you know, move around smoking. I, I like to pull up to the hood or something yeah. with the bros, you know what I'm saying? The first time that I met you... I don't think you was rapping at that time. I think you I, I probably wasn't rapping. Like, I think so. I, you know, what's crazy is the homie that you just met, uh, Puffer. Shout out to Puffer. Um, I was just telling him, man, like, you know, 20, you know, 13, 2014, because we were just eating at the Spanish spot over here, and I seen one of my homies um, that rap. You know what I'm saying? And he was rapping before I was rapping, and uh, I told him, he's like, Yo, well, you know homie from? I'm like, nah, you know, he's an artist. You know what I'm saying? And I told him, like, yo, we did some work back in the days and shit like that, and um. You know, I was also letting them know, like, you know, being a part of this, you know, this this culture and this rap shit, it ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, like, 
like I said, the homie we sitting down eating, and he's been rapping longer than me. And, you know what I'm saying, not saying he not doing good. He's probably, you know, doing great. But it's levels to the shit that you want to accomplish when you're making music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it'd be hard. You know what I'm saying? I know Brody, like, he... He, he he working hard, but it ain't coming easy. You know what I'm saying? It don't come easy for nobody. It ain't come easy for me. Yeah. I don't you think it comes easy for all of us. Like, me going into radio was different because I wasn't a DJ when, when I first got the shape. But talk about the decision to cross over from kind of being, like, the behind-the-scenes circles into deciding that, you know what, I want to pursue rap and start putting out projects. Yeah, well, that that actually, you know what I'm saying, Um, God bless his soul, Prodigy, man, uh, you know, Shaw Boogie could tell you I was hanging around Prodigy, mm-hmm. and um, I basically most of the time I I had the grip on me. You know, what I'm saying I kept the bully on me, make sure we was safe, and also because I, I, you know, I have at the time I had you know my two daughters, and um, you know, if I'm moving around with somebody that's a a celebrity or entertainer, you know, before I started rapping, mm-hmm. um, most of the time I would try to keep a hammer on me because. Uh, I know that these people are targets. You know, I've been we've been targets back yeah. in the day. So yeah. we're starting to really see it now, mm-hmm. more so. But even when P was alive, God bless his soul, like I felt like P was a target. I felt like I was a target being with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was definitely behind the scenes <clears throat> most of the time. And if I didn't have it on me, it was around. Or, you know what I'm saying, most of the time if I go somewhere, like I know somebody, you know, that we can just call and make sure that we got protection around mm-hmm. us. So... Being behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, being with P.P. was the one that really told me, like, you know, we used to hang out at this spot um, called Griffin. Shout out to Chris Barrett. Um, We would go to that spot, kick it there, and then, like, you know, we would go to an after hour that was, like, you know, a block away from where I was staying at in Campos Plaza on um, Low East Side. Um, we would pull up to the spot and kick it at Heather's and stay there till, like, about 11, 30, 12 in the afternoon sometimes because she would... Basically give us the key, like hold yeah. it down and, you know, just don't let nobody in. You Kinda guys could drink. Out and, you yeah, know. you know what I'm saying? So it was cool. We had that spot, but I started freestyling with P in there a couple times. You know, the homies used to pull up. God bless his soul. Chinks drug came through. Jump My chinks. cousin Viking, you know, we used, to, we used to have that spot lit. And um, I would be freestyling with the homies. They're like, yo, bro, you just need to rap. You know what I'm saying? And. I really didn't care for rap too much because I saw what most of my homies that rap went through mm-hmm. with this game. And I'm really like, I'm a street dude, but I'm more militant. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm basically like, I move different from most of the street dudes because most of the street dudes, like, they don't think before they do shit. They'll just take you out or just, you know, whatever, just let shit fly and hit the wrong person. I try not to even go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, one, because most of the time when you beefing with somebody, um, we got kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's other so, people involved, obviously. Yeah, you yeah. Whatever static you yeah, got with someone. Yeah, and I and I just look at it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, I, I want you to make it home to your kids. Hopefully, you will want me to make it home to mine. So, like, instead of me wanting to take you away from that, you know, let's reverse the cycle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can you speak on Prodigy as the person? Because I kind of feel like once the book came out and then looking at him like in his latter parts. And he was always kind of like a low person where it kind of didn't feel like if, you know, social media wise, where people are kind of just documenting every play. You know what I'm saying? But talk about Prodigy just as an actual person and and uh, what was that like interacting with him? Oh, man. Um, what I could say, uh, he definitely liked to, you know, enjoy his, his life. You know what I'm saying? Like he was full of life. So when we would go hang out, you know what I'm saying, we'd be... Um, 
you know, uh, drinking Patron. I had, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I drank Patron at that time. Before I was drinking Hennessy, I was trying to fuck with the tequila, and uh, mm. that shit was rocking me. But, you know, me, me and P definitely, you know, Chris Barrett always showed P love, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Chris, Pizza Bullshit. Yeah, yup. Um, always showing love, and I'll be with P there, you know what I'm saying? So we'll be down in Patron and just kicking it and talking about life, man. And P was just a very intelligent dude, very smart. So... I was I was basically blessed to be around him and soaking so much game, you know what I'm saying? Because um, you know he he you know not only was he a uh, one of the best rappers, you know what I'm saying, but um he was a great father too. Yeah. Like um I was around him, you know his daughter Tasia, his son Shock. I was around the family a lot, you know what I'm saying? And um there was times you know P would allow his kids to come around me, mm-hmm. you know, and he just hit me like yo I'm on tour, bro. Like you know could you you know what I'm saying Shaka want to pull up? I'm like. You know, send them over, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, me and P had a crazy bond, and I got to know the person of of who Albert Johnson was, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, P was definitely, like, you know, one of one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When people say one of one, you know, they you know they may talk about sports or rap. I'm talking about one of one with just, like, as a person that had so much knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe him, you know, with the book timing and being young, Sometimes people make mistakes, you know, we, we all human. So it's like you make mistakes, but those mistakes can haunt you for forever, you know, because it's like sometimes people don't want to hear sorry, like, yo, my bad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you fucked up, you violated. So when people feel like that, it's like, you know, it can tarnish certain things, but it definitely didn't tarnish now with P. It just had a lot of people, like, disappointed in him. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think he did well by... You know, trying to reach out to most of the people that he felt that, you know, he, you know, disrespected or violated in the sense if they felt like that. I'm pretty sure he made amends with a lot of people because I did see him get up with True Life. Um, I did see him get up with, um, I didn't see him get up with Capone. I'm not sure, but I definitely seen him get up with Capone's cousin. If if I'm correct, is Roy Flush? I'm not no, sure no not Roy Flush, sorry. Um, I'm getting mixed up, man. What's what's Capone's cousin's name? He's an artist. He... he Damn, man, I can't think of his name, man. I'm fucked up right now because I'm high as shit. Well, I don't want to <laughs> name drop and make any mistakes. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but yeah, cousin. actually, yeah, P was with, you know, Capone's cousin. I know he made amends yeah. with them and tried to make everything right. And, um, you know, like to see that too because I was just like behind P, like watching him talk and basically explain himself. And it's hard for people, you know, pardon me, it's hard for people to... um you know, to apologize and explain because, yeah, yeah. you know, most of the time nobody want to admit that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. So, like, for P to do that, it was like, you know, it kind of taught me something yeah. as well, too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, w- Was he coming from, just looking at it from the outside a little bit, like maybe being a little too honest in the book and then people didn't know how to perceive it? Because honesty, in a sense, can kind of slap you in the um, face. I, I, I think, in a sense, you know, it's just name dropping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could be honest, but it's when you cert- probably say certain people's names and stuff like that, um, that shit ain't going to sit well with people, especially if it's like they feel like it's negative. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, man, um, I I, I uh, actually read the book, and then um, I listened to the audio biography, and um, I enjoyed it, you know what I'm saying? But then again, like, I'm not mentioning the book, so I can't be, you know, like, I can't feel a certain way, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, sometimes shit like that, you know. Like I said, man, it's not it's not good to be too honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the truth sometimes hurts and, you know, maybe you can discuss that with the person instead of putting it out to the world yeah. first, you know? Yeah, yeah. At some point when you're navigating with P, 
he introduces you to Wes and Khan. And, um, yeah. and then you start to build your own relationship. So was this, because I, re I remember when I was first doing the cypher, you came to the station. Mm -hmm. It was you, Rick Hyde, uh, Benny was there, and Carl was Yeah, I was there. high on mad edibles that day. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then motherfuckers told me, just, yo, just pull up, bro. Well, we put him, we put and then you put me spot. on the spot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, all right, let's rap. Fuck it. We rapping. I'm high rapping. Like, huh, huh, huh. I don't even remember nothing I said that day, to be honest. But <laughs> I know I had fun, though, kicking it with y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so P, at some point, introduced you to Wes and Khan. And then, like, how does that work? Are you already in the rap? circles as far as an artist at that time or you still behind the scenes um actually like you know what i'm saying i'm gonna keep it all the way tall man when i was doing music i was still like doing music basically for myself you know what okay. i'm saying to find myself as an artist um and uh when p introduced me to uh to the bros you know what i'm saying um i was just on some shit like i you know i i didn't care for music you know because I like me being a a, a a far Rockaway nigga, like I, I read between the lines very well. So like being the fact that the bros was artists, I didn't want to lean on them like, yo, I do music too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, let's build. Like, cause it don't work that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you don't know the story about bros. So um yeah, P had put me on, you know, about Weston Khan and then uh I did my homework on them. You know, so um when when we finally met at the uh, hospital, when P had went through a crisis, God bless his soul. Um, yeah, we kicked it. You know what I'm saying? I brought them some bud. I ain't charged them no. You know, I was selling weed at the time. I also was selling coke too. Um, but yeah, I ain't charged. Yeah, I was I was getting to it. Like you know what I'm saying? I ain't give a fuck about music. Yeah. I really was you know uh, providing and protecting, even though I was providing in a negative way. I couldn't say no. So I'm going to provide either way. You know what I'm saying? But at that time, yeah, I was really in the street. And I just like, no, no, nah, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing. And uh, we kicked it a couple times. And then, um, yeah, when Prodigy, uh, he went on a tour with Ice-T. I, 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 was that the Water know. Rap tour? Yes, Water yes, rap tour. yep. And I believe um, in Vegas, P had hit me. Like, it was like Father's Day. P had hit me. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right after that, he passed away. And then... um. I was just like, I uh, shit, should I even rap? Because yeah. <laughs> I ain't give a fuck about rap. Like, because yeah, obviously at I that was, point, that, that's a blow as well. Yeah, like you know, that's like my mentor, my big brother, and someone I was looking up to, like, like Delgado. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like Alex Delgado. He was just like someone like that because you know, um, when my mom's was murdered at, at when I was 11, um, my pops was you know in the mix of things. He had his other baby moms. I got another brother and shit like that. So um. Yeah, he was really like being a parent to that that child and really like kind of forgot about the beloved. Mm. So I had to find my way. So majority of everybody that I looked up to and they could feed me some knowledge, you know what I'm saying? And I and I actually thought it was something positive. I basically would take heed to it and try to do it they way, you know what I'm saying, to see. So like, you know, God bless Alex Delgado Soul, God bless P, those two gentlemen helped me be a better person because I definitely could have been, you know, the old me and been on shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still providing, protecting, but not giving a fuck about music and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and really wanting to put on. But, um, yeah, you know, getting up with the bros, um, when P passed, they, uh, they gave me an option to go on tour with them. Like, yo, bro, if you can make it, pull up. So, um, yeah, my man H, you know what I'm saying, he, he left his family. And uh, took his 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 V and 
shit, he, he went with me on tour. So, like, he could have lost his family behind, you know, leaving me and trusting the process with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to believe in me. Um, Because there was no way for me to get on that tour with Griselda. You know what I'm saying? The first tour. So, uh, my man H, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, he held me down. We went through the whole tour. Uh, he took his last bit of bread. I took my last bit of bread. Niggas done ran through that shit. Um, one of my homies, my man Colin, let me hold his credit card. Um, I burnt that motherfucker for like nine <laughs> bands. Yeah, shout out to Colin too because look, I'm gonna keep it tall. Like you know, um, like I said, I met Shaw Boogie, my brother, um, Chris Barrett. All these gentlemen was yeah. like in the same circle. So another brother, Flea Guard, my homie Colin. When I went on that first tour, of Griselda, like I said, I wasn't part of no budget, no nothing. Yeah. I was, I really went on my own dollar with my homie, and we was like on that tour on our dick fucked up, like. To our last dollar. Yeah. My man Colin held us down and uh we did the whole tour with that with that card. You know what I'm saying? And um I wanna say Wes gave me five hundred dollars one time on one of the shows. He gave me five hundred dollars and I'm like, What's this? He was like, Yo, I know you're doing this tour, you know what I'm saying? You ain't a part of the budget, bro. But you know what I'm saying, you you, you know, you holding it down and I just want to give you this from me. So I'm like, you know, I wasn't looking for this, bro. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But thank you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shit, we just going to go buy some more weed with this and make sure that we could keep going. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Good looking. You know what I'm saying? It always but, um, goes back to the weed. Yeah, right? we, yeah. yeah, you know that shit, man. Niggas need weed more than motherfucking food sometimes. Yeah. Like, you're going to eat later on after 2, 3 o'clock because <laughs> you're going to smoke 3, 4 choppers already. Like, yeah. got through the day. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, you know, that that first tour, Colin, um, like I said, man, good brother of mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's into film too, you know, Shot Boogie knows him, man. And uh we made sure that uh we got him back his money. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got him back his nine, then I made him like an extra like 14, 15 mm -hmm. on top of it. So, you know, Colin really like was like, yo, bro, I ain't never lend nobody, you know what I'm saying? My credit card won, but to let them burn my shit out and then, you know, you be a, a good friend and come back. Yeah. And then give me extra. So, you know, um, yeah, we did business. Shout out to Fleet Guard because Fleet Guard did some videos with Colin. Like, we lined all that up so broke and make money. And, you know, we made it happen. Um, the tour was successful. Um, then after the tour, it's like, all right, uh, cool. What's next? There ain't no money coming in because yeah. I wasn't part of the budget. Mm -hmm. So now hey, as I go. This? this was 2017, I believe. This is um, around when you dropped your first project. Yep. Same year. Yep. yep. Um, I wind up going on. Let me see. And to be clear, this is not Griselda that we know now. This is Griselda making their yeah, way Yeah, making their way, to, way to who they are today. You know what I'm saying? And um, to be honest, I want to say after that tour, like, you know, we chopped it up with the bros and all that, but I went right back to selling drugs. I was right back to selling coke and weed. You know what I'm saying? Um, 2018. It got real serious for me because I stopped selling drugs. Like, I just was like, I got tired of bagging up coke. Yeah. I got tired of bagging up weed. I got tired of answering my phone, going to serve, serve people. I just was like, man, like, shit, I'm getting older. I got these kids. I really got to push this shit that P, excuse me, that P want me to do. You know what I'm saying? P left. And P told me, you know what I'm saying? He believed in me. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, Flea, you, you got this shit, bro. I'm telling you, because once the people really know who you are as a person, the music is going to just flow easier. Mm. He's like, because you are a great person. You know what I'm saying? God bless my brother's soul, man. He's seen it in me. And, um, yeah, it, it got real it got real serious for me because there was times I didn't even have a dollar yeah, to get my daughter. Yeah, because you the transition. So it's yeah, like, I really wanted to become this artist, you know what I'm saying, who Flea Lord is. And it's like, all right, but 
shit, I gotta pay the, you know these bills. Like my kids need clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, well, fuck the clothes first. Is food. You know what I'm saying? It's the bills, the food, cause you you need the bills to get paid. Then the food, cause if you get the food and the bills ain't paid, you fucking in the shelter. So you know how it goes. So bills, the food, the clothing, and trying to give them the things they want. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I was at with it. And um, I couldn't even do that. You know what I'm saying? For 2018, it got bad for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to take my daughter across the street when I pick her up from school because the icy lady's at the fucking corner getting busy with her Biaguas and shit like that. And she's hustling. I can't even buy icy off this bitch. And I'm like, huh. Man, I'm about to just go get me 50 grams real quick and get right back to it because, like, to tell my kids I ain't got it, that was really breaking me down, you know what I'm saying? And then at one point, um, I stayed in my nephew crib. Shout out to my nephew, J.O. He locked up right now, free the Lord. Um, I stayed in his crib, and I had an apartment in the building. I just didn't want to be in that crib no more. Like, I was going through a situation, you know what I'm saying, with, with my family, you know what I'm saying, my baby moms and shit at the time. And I just was like... Instead of being in the same household and arguing and fighting, let me just get away for a second. Yeah. Like, we're still in the same building. I can see my kids and all that. So thank God we all lived in the same building. Um, I was staying in my nephew's crib, and I was sleep on the floor. Like, you know, he had a couch and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? TV on the wall, nice towels and all that. But I was sleep on the floor in his cold-ass living room because in 612, you know, uh, the heat was horrible. So um, I would sleep on the floor in a cold-ass living room on a yoga mat. My nephew, you know, at the time when, you know, before he had his kid and he had his lady, he would, you know, he was a, he was a bachelor. So he was bringing, you know, his ladies into the crib. And here I am sleeping on the fucking yoga mat, you know, and watching, you know, these females go by with my nephew. And I'm like, man, I'm over here looking like Uncle Bum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Uncle Bum Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying But Like I said I had I had the crib downstairs That I was paying rent for And all that So yeah. it's not like I wasn't you didn't want to stay But um Yeah I just You know what I'm saying I, Like I had a job Lord. At that time Yeah I had a job At the time I was working for A moving company I was actually Working for a company Called um Air Seat Packing And another co Moving company Called Kadogan Tate And uh Shout out to both Of them companies But y'all niggas Can suck my dick too <laughs> Straight up, like shout out to y'all. Yeah, straight out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all because y'all gave me the opportunity to have yeah. a job Free and provide for mine. But yeah. I gotta invite y'all to the Frank stand <laughs> because y'all fired me. One because I got into an argument with this Caucasian dude and I just wasn't gonna let him disrespect me. Fuck that. And then one time because um I was smoking on the job and basically they caught me like right on a mix of coming back in from getting high. Yeah. I was with my man Tori. Shout out to Tori, man. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? You still doing good over there, man. <laughs> if you got a better job, fuck it. Yeah. But yeah, so Tori was walking in front of me and, and and the lady came right behind Tori. I forgot her name, but she, you know, she was a bitch too, man. <laughs> I, I thought she was going, yeah, I thought she was going to hit me up and, and you know, cause she was like, have anyone seen David? Like she's talking like Tori, Tori's like, oh, I'm right behind. He's high. She's like, oh, and then I'm behind, I'm behind her now. Like, and she's behind Tori. I'm like, yo, I'm right here. What's up? What you, what you looking for me for? You know what I'm saying? I hope you're about to talk about that raise. She's like, oh, you know, just come upstairs. I'm like, oh, I ain't no raise. This bitch yeah, is on old. me. And I already smelled like butt. I just smoked a fat chopper You know what I'm saying <laughs> I ain't give a fuck Cause I'm like Yo look man I'ma do the job to You know The way y'all want it done I'ma do it You know what I'm saying 
but I'm going to have to get high. You know what I'm saying? I can't be doing this, bu- this punk-ass job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I worked for a moving company. It was it was a physical job, but I needed my weed. I was medicating my body. You know what I'm saying? I was doing push-ups in the back and shit sometimes so I could lift them heavy-ass couches and throw these fridges around. Like, man, I almost had a fridge dropped on me, man. Me and two motherfuckers lift up a fridge. Some shit I ain't ever see that I own. I'll probably own one better now. You know what I'm saying? But this motherfucker was heavy. Like, I really was putting the labor in, man. So, you know, with those two companies, I, I you know what I'm saying? I bust my ass to show my kids and show people around my neighborhood. Like, yo, they, they see me coming to work. They see me got the Air C shirt on. They see me with the Kadogan Tate shirt on. Which is important because people need to see that. Um, yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're selling drugs, you got to motherfucking not be on the block 24-7. Like, yeah. be smart. You know what I'm saying? Get out the way. Stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Watch how you talk on your jacks. You know what I'm saying? And don't be showing your bread. Because um, I basically survived a lot of years of hustling without jobs. There was times I got jobs to show my baby moms that I would get a job to provide for my kids. Because I don't, I never wanted her to think that, you know, I'm just going to be like selling drugs, selling a little bit of coke, selling a little weed. And I could run up to, you know, 10 bands, 15 bands real quick. You know what I'm saying? Bills get paid and we got a little bit of money for vacations. Like, I don't want her to think that that was it. You know what I'm saying? There's more. And yeah, and and even, you know, because I'm not with my babe moms, you know what I'm saying? Um, she's, you know, but she's a great person. She's holding my two daughters yeah. down. But, you know, things don't work out for whatever. But I still played my part till today. Yeah. Can't nobody knock me important. because that's super important. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like what it's about is your family. You know what I'm saying? And everything I've done. From learning, you know what I'm saying, and being around certain people and soaking in game was to only provide for my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, to get into, like, you know, when I was going on these tours with Griselda, you know what I'm saying? Pardon me. When I was going on these tours with Griselda, it was to, you know, it was a, a platform and an opportunity that was given to me. And I and I ran off with it. And one, like I, I, I said before, I never wanted to, um, you know, um, have them give an opportunity and I and I and I fuck it up because they could give that opportunity to someone that they really know. Like me and Griselda only met through Prodigy in like twenty, you know, sixteen going into twenty seventeen maybe. So like I didn't know them, you know, before that. So, so it's, for the, it's a new relationship. Yeah, so for them to even, you know, when P passed and they knew how tight I was with P and then it's like, yo, you wanna come on this tour with bros, you know what I'm saying? Like if you can make it, pull up. And then I did like two shows with him, and then it's like, yo, how many shows you gonna do? I'm like, nigga, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna knock it out. I'm gonna yeah. do the whole shit. So they even knew like, damn, like bro ain't even on no budget with us, mm-hmm. like nothing, like shit. If you gonna knock it out, fuck it, let's go, yeah. roll out. Yeah, yeah. And I mobbed out with them, you know what I'm saying? Um, there was a couple times we stayed in a couple hotels that was kind of like, you know, iffy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and my bro H, and then um after I told you know uh, Con and West like, yo, we just stayed in some crazy shit. He's like, yo, what the fuck, man? Come stay at the Airbnb. So we, you know, we chopped it up and we caught, you know, we we locked in. We had a tight bond, you know what I'm saying? At that time, we had a tight bond. And, um, yeah, man, like it worked because um, had H not come with me on that tour, had Griselda not give me the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, I wouldn't be here right now, you know what I'm saying? I'll still be, you know what I'm saying, selling drugs, bro. Sometimes opportunity is worth more than money. So at some point... Things start to change for you, right? So when does it shift when you're on these tours, you're staying in the fucked up Airbnb, you got niggas' credit cards. At some point, this whole shit starts to shift for you. Where, where was that? Uh, the the dedication and the drive. Um, because, uh, you know, I want to say in 2020, 
you know what I'm saying? Um, I just was getting off that tour with Griselda. COVID just had hit, you know what I'm saying? Um, I had dropped a project in, I think, in February of 2020 because I had released a project in 2019, December, with Graph called okay. Dirty Restaurant. Mm. So I didn't want to drop nothing in January because I'm like, yo, let the project breathe. breathe. You know what I'm saying? So being that I'm on this tour of Griselda, um, right throughout that process of that tour, like, you know what I'm saying, me and Con, we had great conversations. Like, that's my brother. I love Con. The nigga like, yo, Flea, take over. You know what I'm saying? Like, do your shit, bro. He like, yo, I, I believe in you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I got, you know, God bless his soul, P. God bless Chink soul. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, he just had a, a birthday too happy belated in heaven, my brother. Um, you know, to have these people around me and, and tell me that, you know, I have this gift and I didn't even care for it or re really even like know that I had this gift. Um, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, uh, once Khan said that, you know what I'm saying? My man H sitting in the car with us. We smoke, we smoking and shit. And, uh, Khan was talking. I'm just like, yo, man, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Time. I was time. And I was already like, you know, uh, recording a lot of songs with French that we had multiple songs with different producers. And yeah, shout out to Big French. That's my bro, man. That nigga put that work in with me all the time, every time. Like he's fully dedicated, like how I am. You still you know record with Heavy him? dedication. Shout out to Shot Boogie, man. You nigga. still record with him to this day? Oh, uh, yeah. I go pull up one of them. Okay. I got my shit set up in my house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? My big ass mansion and shit. <laughs> But, you know, but I did nah, I go pull up on French because, you know what I'm saying, he's been loyal the whole way. So that, you know, French is with me till today and he's going to be with me till I'm done rapping. Yeah. Be, being so attached to the Griselda brand, why didn't you ultimately sign with Griselda or sign with Drumwork when that situation wants to kind of shady records and they kind of did the split and Benny went to uh, Def Jam and this guy went dead? Um, to be honest, man. Was that even man, a possibility or... Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, but you know, me person personally, I was always jacking my brand. You know what I'm saying? Like I salute the flag, but I'm not gonna wave your flag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I salute the flag, but I'm not gonna wave your flag because because I didn't have nothing to do with the beginning of the hard work. Mm -hmm. I came during the hard work, so like I'm I can never say I'm Griselda. You know what so I'm saying? And like, that's, so you feel like maybe you're not a part of it because you wasn't there from the beginning? Yeah, f f that's a fact because yeah. there's people that was there in the beginning that's that are Griselda but not rappers. Mm. So, like, who is this motherfucker Flea Lord from Far Rockaway come from left field and just waved, you know what I'm saying? He, he a part, nah, hell no. I mean, so, guys, I mean guys get signed, though. That's kind of like saying, like, I'm not Shade 45 because I wasn't there in the beginning. No, but see, that's, that's, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, with this, like... And that's, you know what I'm saying, like, as artists and as businessmen, too, this shit is deeper than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know Khan before, you know what I'm saying, he had that done to him. God bless my bro. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. I didn't know nothing about that. So I can't be pushing something like that and waving it like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. Like, you my brother. I'm going to fuck with you as a man. Fuck this rap shit. Fuck waving these the, the the flags, all that. You my bro, I fuck with you on real time. This rap shit is a gift. Mm -hmm. It's but an add-on. But as yeah. yeah, but as men, you my dog. I fuck with you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do whatever I can to hold you down. Hopefully it's vice versa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this rap shit, sometimes it get too much and like 
some shit going on. And then it's like, you could fuck up a friendship behind it. And that has happened with a lot of people with me. Not because of me, because I'm not a piece of shit. There's people that sometimes don't take heed to what they do or what they say or how they move. And then it's like, either we can beef or I can just shut that down and keep doing me and you just do you. And it's best that way sometimes because it's like, you know, because it's just, like I said, man, I, you know, I, I like to where people are doing good instead of like, yo, I'm going to damn your light. I'm going to shit on you. I'm going to start some shit with you. So I'm like, hell no, man. Like, I'm over here raising a fucking 20-year-old, 12-year-old, and my son about to be two. God bless him. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm, I'm a parent. You know what I'm saying? I'm raising kids that are not mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm holding down people that, you know, that I got genuine love for. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, yeah, man, like, I, I definitely didn't want to be under nobody. I ain't nobody's worker. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I wasn't nobody worker in the street. Like, when I ain't have drugs, I could have went and picked up fucking a couple grams from one of the homies. Like, yo, listen, man, spot me some shit. I'm going to get right back with you. And they know what's up. I could take a buck on the arm right now. I could take 200 on the arm right now. I was never a hustler to want to get a kilo of cocaine. I was a hustler to buy a couple grams to survive because I that wasn't my profession. You know what I'm saying? Even music wasn't my profession. I don't know what the fuck was it going to be, <laughs> to be honest. Like, shit, when I was a kid, I thought I was the illest drawer. Then I see niggas' art like, oh, yeah, I ain't drawing. Fuck yeah. that. These niggas is fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I found a lane to create um, money off of, you know, my words yeah. and just the realness because my, my shit is reality rap. I'm not making up no bullshit. The shit I'm telling you is the shit that we all lived through and we survived. Yeah, you, you're giving people a piece of your your own space. So I'm in the pandemic. I'm watching you drop 12 albums in a year. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is Fleet doing? Because looking from radio, I'm like, all right, this nigga's killing the algorithm of his records, right? So I'm at Conway's party and I see this nigga and I stop everything. I go right to Fleet. Yo, Fleet, fuck you doing? You got to explain this to me. He pulls out the phone and I'm sitting here with an hour, like an hour with him. He showed me the algorithms. He showed me the streams. And I'm like, what the fuck? That was crazy that you was able to kind of put that together. Because music is consumed in a different way. So when, when was it that you figured out this is how it needs to happen? And also explain to the independent artists, right, how this works as much as you can as far as releasing music fast and how the streams translate over the funds. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, man, after that, that, that tour, I was, you know, I dropped that project in December 20, uh, 2019 with Graf. And I didn't drop no music in January because we was just finishing up that tour. Mm. And um, from there, I'm just like, yo, you know what? I, I think I, I think I'm going to drop a project every month from here on out. From here on out. I missed January, but I'm going to double so up. So this is February down. From there, yeah. And I did two projects, I believe, in August or September. One of those, it could be August. Cause that's my birthday when I think I did it in August. I did um, Loyalty and Trust Part Two with Thirty Eight Special, fully produced by him, and then I also did um, Pray for the Evil Two. You know what I'm saying? But I did a project every month from there on out, and I did two to complete twelve for the year. And the reason why I did that is because um, I wanted to show every rapper one they couldn't outwork me, and two I was basically about to turn the shit up on you niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the way I was getting to it in the street, um, 
I said I'm gonna apply the same shit in, in, into this music. That's yeah. it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck it. I don't care who don't fuck with me. I don't care who fuck with me. Keep fucking with me because this shit right here is pure. This shit from my heart. You know what I'm saying? Shit, blood, sweat, and tears. I'm going hard and telling my story, and hopefully you can fucking snatch some gems and um, you know, find a way too. Because like like I said, it ain't easy, man. Like I know what it is to not have a dollar. To get uh, icy for my child Like fuck getting me something Like you know what I'm saying Like I know niggas Go get a buck And go buy a bogey You bum ass niggas I know niggas that do that You know what I'm saying <laughs> So you know But um Yeah man Those projects is what Kind of like You know what I'm saying There was people You know I don't want to mention names But there was people That told me not to drop the 12 Because they said um I was giving them too much music And no actually Uh You think I don't fucking know that Like you think I'm just some dumb nigga that's going, oh, no, I'm dropped 12 projects. Yeah. Motherfucker, I know that it's not good. I know it's too much music for people to listen to. I'm not listening to all that fucking yeah. music. But the fact that I dropped all that music, these people can go listen to it whenever they get to tap into Flea Lord. Like, wow, that artist dropped 12 projects in a year. Mm-hmm. And then they get to go hear some of that, hear the stories, and then hear what I've accomplished since then. Yeah. When people told me, not to drop 12 projects, you know what I'm saying? What people told me where I've said, yo, um, yo, I got this show. You know, niggas want to book me for the show. What you think I should, you know, charge them? Because remember, I'm more new to this shit. Yeah. And a motherfucker tell me, yo, charge him $2,000, bro. Um, charge him $2,000. I, I think that's a good number. And then I go back to myself, like, I know all this work I put in and know how how hard I ripped the fucking road to get where I've needed to be and all so I'm about to not ask no niggas for no fucking two thousand dollars. So I took what they said and was like, all right, I see where you at with this information. Mm. Cool. I turned around, told these niggas five bands, they booked me. Mm. Tore the show up. You better yourself. You know what I'm saying? Ever since then I'm like, I'm not taking no more advice because it's like when you start the progress and even certain people that you might love, they might give you the wrong information. Why? It's because they might not want you to level up too much. And fuck leveling up and passing them. That's not even the case. The case is just doing a lot better where you don't have to depend on people. So the fact that you go from being broke and loved and then also getting a bag and being hated is really crazy, but that's the music shit that some people will deal with when you start to accomplish certain goals that you want to achieve. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've achieved that. I've dealt with motherfuckers, you know, being mad at me or... But then again, now I'm, I'm dealing with motherfuckers owing me, owing me over 100 racks. And this is multiple people, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I didn't have a dollar in 2018... To get heaven or icy. And here it is 2021. Not 2022. Because 2021, I bought my house for a half a million dollars. All cash. Congrats on that. I don't know too many rap niggas is going to talk about that. <laughs> Fuck you going to talk about You can show everything else. And talk all this other shit. Where, yo, where you live at? Yeah. <laughs> niggas live in the basement. Matter of fact, I got an extra room for you. Come rent the room, nigga. <laughs> Come rent my garage. <laughs> nah, for real though. But you know, I've I've, I've accomplished this shit, man, and I'm, I'm very, um, you know, uh, blessed because um, 
I, like I said, I, I broke myself down. I was sleeping on a fucking yoga mat. So now that I have seven bedrooms and I still sleep on the fucking floor. It's crazy. Is that a habit? Yeah, because I'm a fucking G. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hard. I'm hard back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, pause. But um, I'm definitely like, I think that's what humbled me. Sleeping on a cold yoga mat and watching people walk by me and saying to myself like, you know, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. And now, like I said, I have seven bedrooms. You know what I'm saying? Um, four bathrooms. I have a theater room. I have a pool table. I have a bar. I have liquor that I don't even drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I sat back and I said to myself. Me and Sha Boogie come over there and drink. Yo, y'all yeah. more than welcome, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I ain't letting everybody just pull up. But you and Sha, I know you niggas for a long time, man. And. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we all we all accomplished a lot. You know what I'm saying? And surpassed a lot of shit because um, you know, tomorrow's never promised. Yes, so you know, we're blessed promise. to wake up the next day, do what we do, smoke weed, fuck off, have fun, and still get to work. So we're blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like I said, with the go go from being broken, loved, and then having a couple dollars and feeling like damn, like where the love at? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It get crazy. No, of course. It get crazy, it man. Kind of, yeah. Oh, but to talk to talk about the vinyl thing too yeah, that you and Moose are talking about. Shout out to Moose. Yeah, so so what is all right, so so apparently, and I'm I'm finding this all out now, because it, it started with the conversation with you, and now I'm just naturally inquisitive about how this actually works, right? So so vinyls and then where's a comfortable place for an artist to stay? At streaming wise, right? Because a lot of artists don't have access to the vinyl situation. So, how much does an artist need to stream to actually get a fucking all right, so check? I'm, all right, so listen up, man. Listen up. I'm gonna help you, motherfuckers. This is our exclusive. Yeah, no, yeah, nah. Because you, you know what? You motherfuckers owe me right now. Yeah, nah, for real, rappers, like yo, you motherfuckers owe me right yeah, now. Nah, for real, y'all do owe, bro, because he got me on here, and I'm gonna share this information that worked for me. Now, I'm not gonna say it's gonna work for you, but hopefully, it will. Hopefully it will because, I, you know what I'm saying, like like I said, it's not easy. But the thing to doing this now is basically to do four projects, right? Four projects in a year. Drop it like, you know, you're paying your uh, property taxes like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Drop quarterly. Quarterly. And what you do now is you prep, have your three videos set. Because this is something I'm not even doing yet. If you go look, I, I'm still fucking up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And I still haven't done it, but the shit that I've done, it the works. Honesty. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, because look, I don't drop fucking three videos when I drop a project. I don't give a fuck. I done worked so hard to give y'all this music that I'm probably gonna give y'all two videos. You know what I'm saying? And whatever the fuck, I go back and do some old videos. I don't care. The videos can always get done because yeah. Prodigy told me that. He's like, yo, when you drop some shit, you don't always gotta do the video right there. You can always go back to it. So that's always a thought thing with me too. Like, fuck it. I'm late on the videos for y'all. I'm sorry, but I work very hard on one person. I'm, you know, shit ain't easy, but you do your fucking projects, four projects, have three videos for each project. (laughs) Shot Boogie's number's the same. I don't want to give it to y'all, but hit me on my DM and Instagram, Flea. I'll point you in the right direction. The bro, shot boogie. Fucking number on the screen right here. Yeah, yeah, right now, like this, look. Now, but serious, look, you get your three videos done, right? Um... Get a lot of footage, as much footage as you can. This is what I'm learning now. So footage as far as 
Even if it's not videos. Moving around. So, for example, when I DJ at Onyx Show, there's a whole behind the scenes and a whole thing that goes. Yes, yes, yes. Because people always want to see that. You know what I'm saying? They feel that that's actually more important than the actual, you know, music sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you get the footage, you know what I'm saying? And you have your three videos. You put out a single with a video. After the single with the video, you let that rock. You know, the following week, you drop another single or you could drop the whole project and then you save two more videos, right? And in the midst of that, you letting that rock, you already had called up a vinyl company. You don't want to announce a date and have your videos until you contacted a vinyl company and started pressing your vinyls before the actual date of so your drop. You basically purchasing your own vinyls. Yes, yes, you have to purchase your own vinyls because these vinyl companies, shout out to every vinyl company I dealt with because, um, you know, the numbers kind of fluctuate, but for the most part, you'll probably get $1,000 per 100 vinyls. Okay. So if somebody wants to pick up your project, say, yo, I'll print the 500 for you, you know what I'm saying, and let you know, you know, it's only 500 being printed, all this shit, when you don't even know that yeah. for a fact. No. But, um... Yeah, if they give you five bands now, now you do the math. Just say fifty bucks times five hundred. You know, you know what's crazy? Uh, coming here, I saw Flea Lords vinyl in fucking Walmart. Flea Lords signed vinyl, Lord Talk Volume Two, exclusive autograph, smoky clear vinyl. What the fuck? One hundred and twelve. Fucking dollars. Can someone put this in the fucking camera over what here? The what the fuck? Is there, Yo, is there a fucking can, camera over here? Yeah, let me. Let me let, yeah, yeah, this one right here? Yeah, let me see it. Let me see Because I want I want to look at it first. Show these motherfuckers. Because yeah, I went and I Googled this shit. Let me look at it first. This, this motherfucker got a wow. $112 wow. vinyl in Walmart. There it is. You got it right there. Yep, there it is. He got it. He got it. Yep, he got it. Yep, yep. $112. That's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At Walmart. Yeah, nah, but you know, yo, yeah, I did, man. Shout out to the bros. You know what I'm saying? They yo, came with it, man. Um, I'm driving and I'm like, wait, this thing is Nah, that's crazy, man. Like I said, man, look, the vinyls, shout out to the, all the vinyl companies I did I did business with. But then again, like I said, if you do 500 times 50, just so to say 50, yeah. or even 40, or even 35, you do the math on it. You look at it like I I got five thousand hmm. dollars. I did all the work. Yeah. How does this vinyl company get more money than me? Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that they double up, because there's a possibility they, they do double up. You know what I'm saying? But I just said to myself, like, man, enough with taking these vinyl discs. Like, like every vinyl company, I could shout all of them out. Um, they're actually great, you know, they great businessmen. We did great business, but still all in all, like I looked at it like Okay, I'd rather sell my vinyl myself. Like, I'd rather just create a website. So go get your website, too. Create a website with Shopify or some shit. And um, you have your four projects. You have your three videos. You order some fucking vinyls before the actual drop. You order some CDs. You get that shit to yourself. I think you're going to spend about three, maybe about close to three bands, a little under, for about 300 vinyls, I believe. So if you do 300 vinyls times 50... You're bringing back about $15,000. Yeah, so you don't flip times. So why the fuck would you take $3,000 from a vinyl company mm-hmm. 
when you could spend about $3,000 to get you 300 vinyls and make 15 yourself. Cut these niggas the fuck out. No disrespect to y'all because that's your hustle. I respect it. And some of them companies, they will print the vinyls faster than what you can get them. So it's a business, you know what I'm saying? But you got to learn the shit. I learned it. I learned it late and I'm still learning. But it worked. So listen to this. The three, the, the, the three videos with the four projects... The CDs, if you can, people don't really buy CDs, but if you still get them and sign them, people buy it as a collector. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ain't nobody got no fucking CD shit in their cars, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But some people do play them, and some people just buy them to collect, because if they bought the vinyl, they might want to buy the CD. Are they CD. playing the vinyl, or are they just kind of No, they're playing the, the vinyl. Yeah, 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 a lot of, yeah, a lot of people play my vinyl. Some, they'll keep them closed and buy an extra one. So they can play it and keep the other one closed. I've seen some of my vinyls going for like uh, 500 bucks. One vinyl. Yeah, one vinyl. And I was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, Because it's like, it's like an NFT, so it's whatever's vinyl. Yeah, but still person. don't do that to my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Don't charge people that much. Because then if I go and fuck the game up and reprint them, and then I sell them for myself at $50 yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got that shit up for $500 looking like a goofball when I'm going to sell it for 50 again. So, like, I, I don't mind what people hustle. That's your hustle. I respect it. But, like, that's just too much, though. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Even at 112, like, bro, I'll sell that shit for 40 bucks right yeah, now. Yeah, she's at Walmart, though. It's a but good that, look. Yeah. yeah, nah, that's crazy, man. Shout out to Walmart, man. I ain't know my <laughs> shit was in Walmart, man. I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so so four projects, three videos. Get CDs, your own vinyls. vinyls yep. Get your own vinyls. I mean, at the end of the day, right, you're going to spend money on these videos. And if you have a good friend to shoot videos, you better push them. To get better and use them so y'all can really push together. Like, Shaw Boogie's, Boogie? Boogie's my brother. Shaw Boogie's got a lot of footage of me that I'm basically going to build with him on for my documentary. He shot so much of my shit in the beginning. Yeah. And and now, yeah, yeah, of course, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. He shot of the course. Conway joint, right? The Conway yeah, he joint. shot that one, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 in a brick-ass cold. He was yeah. out there yeah. getting yeah. to it. Yeah? Oh, the, oh, the, the joint you out? Yeah. yeah. When you was in the car and shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a good video too. I was actually happy for bro because you know to have a video like fuck me to have a video that you shot from Prodigy is big. So of course, yeah. I was happy to you know what I'm saying uh, throw bro the alley oop for that man. But yeah, um, once you got all that shit set, man, you know what I'm saying like you'll see some more money yourself. You know, get someone that knows how to create a fucking you know a Shopify account for yourself. You set your shit up, you know, do everything the right way and start selling some merch yourself on your own website. Mm -hmm. And also what you can do too is also sell your shit before you release it on your website. So you know? like pre like pre order? Um, nah, not really pre order. Uh just have them buy it off your website and don't put it on the DSPs. Okay, so how how guys do the band camp? Yeah, like you shit. could create like a link. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have a link created where it's not shareable. Cause that's what I'm actually about to do with my documentary. Okay. My documentary, I'm going to have a link where it's not shareable. You have to purchase the link off my website. And then, you know, my 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 uh, you know, my website to see $25 each time somebody download it mm -hmm. and you can't share it. So it's like, you know, 2,000 people download at $25. Okay, shit, mm -hmm. a couple dollars, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm on now, basically. It's cutting out all the middlemen. So, you know, you artists, if y'all actually do it like that, find a good vinyl company. Do not take the short bag with these vinyl companies because if you learn how... I mean, when you're building something yourself, you want to do everything yourself in the beginning anyway because you want to see what you're capable of doing when you you know, building your own business. If you start to do shit, 
you know, and and go, you know, try to take the shortcut and spend more money is actually going to fuck you up in, you know, in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, those vinyl companies that held me down, you know, in the beginning and gave me $5,000 for 500 vinyls. And then you think about it, okay, 50 bucks times 500 or $7,000 for 700 vinyls. Now you think about it, $50 times 700. Like, bro, I was basically taking a short bag to survive, mm -hmm. but then learned, like, hi, right, I'm just about to dead all that and shit. Do it shit yourself. Hell yeah. But, but do the vinyl companies provide a certain level of promotion? I mean, because they, they need to sell, they need to make their money back. Those, the, the, if you take a vinyl deal with somebody, yeah, they, I mean, they gonna make a fucking like, you know, little video with this fucking vinyls. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, shop here, boom, boom, yeah. boom. And then you post it. Then it's like, you try to send your customers to them, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, and it's cool, like I said, because you, you making some money, but, you know, that's the reason why, you know, we was thinking about, you know, basically jumping into this vinyl machine because if we buy the vinyl machine, it's like it eliminates a lot of y'all niggas just doing this fuck shit. And if Lord Mom do it, I do it. The artist is really going to fuck me because they know how real I am. And I'm not thirsty for money. I just told you I bought a half a million dollar house. I'm not thirsty for money. And I wasn't thirsty for money when I was broke down on my dick without a dollar because I could have took $25,000. I've had offers, jewelry, all that, like, that shit ain't moving me. What the fuck I'm going to take that little bit of money for? My daughter's college is 40 bands, nigga. College is real. What? I just spent right 40 bands on my daughter's college. Like, she did three semesters. I paid for the three semesters, and then COVID hit. And once COVID hit, it was like, oh, yeah, get vaxxed. We'll give you $2,000. You can stay in school. My daughter's like, huh? And she told me that. I'm like, yeah, I don't sound right. They're going to pay you two grand to stay in school, and they're going to... You just got to get vaxxed. So they was paying kids to stay in college to get vaxxed. That was like, a, that was, nuts. yeah, that's fucking yeah, nuts. nuts. But them kids, you know, some kids not, you know, they don't really kick it with their parents sometimes. When you get to college, like, you kind of on your own in a sense. So it's like, shit, I'm going to take these two bands real quick, take the shot. So a lot of kids did get that shot. My daughter didn't. She didn't return to college. And now here I am, like, I fucking dropped out of school to ninth grade. So to see my kid go through college and then now it's like she can press that button on that laptop to clear $14,000 for a semester. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where I didn't have a dollar to get her little sister a fucking icy. So I put my hard work in, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit. And that's all because I, I trusted in me. I Better believed in yourself. So. Yeah, man. Like I ain't listening to nobody. Yeah. I ain't taking none of them bags niggas was offering. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Like there was times I needed that bag. I needed that shit. But once I turned down a couple bags, like the next two months I did business and sold half of my company for, you know, a nice cool M. Well, plus for that, you don't give, touch them M's like that. And now I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Like, <laughs> all my brothers is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the main ones that stuck with me, they good. My family's straight. Everybody's good. Everybody's in a better, you know, position. Um, yeah. and I never left nobody out unless you know what I'm saying you hung yourself out you know what I'm saying but for the most part yeah man all them little bags that I really could have took it would have fucked up the bigger bag that I caught later mm -hmm. so I wasn't thirsty I, you know what I'm saying like I said I, you know, I'm not the type of you know that want to be in a mix with everybody I like to be by myself I like to be with a couple of my homies 
kick it for a little while, get away from them, and go rub feet with my lady. I don't want to be around everybody. I done learned, you know what I'm saying, being around everybody, what could, what could happen. Like like I said, man, like I knew about the shit that was happening, that's happening now. It was happening fucking five, six years ago, but y'all wasn't paying attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I really like was paying heed to this shit, and that's why I maneuver the way I maneuver, and that's why I want to be around none of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, speaking about not being around niggas and 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 growth, right before we wrap, uh, final two questions. So, you you have had some controversial shit. I mean, you know, they, they can find the Gully TV shit, Agalos. Oh man, gone. you know oh, what? Wait, hold on, wait, let me finish. Yeah, let me man. Finish. But you, you had said something. You had said something before where it was like the balance of the street shit, and then moving into rap and and growing, right? So, is there anything that you learned from these type of experiences and, and is there space to grow from what you've learned? Uh, yeah. Um, truthfully, I'm gonna be honest. All the way honest with y'all. Like, the situation with Aguilar, you know what I'm saying? That was because him and Wes had some words. And Wes, me and Wes at the time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we gotta kick it me and Wes eventually, you know what I'm saying? But we was like this. So when he said what he said, Wes didn't really even have to tell me to do nothing. And that's the difference with me and certain other artists. Like, these niggas would be around each other knowing that somebody had a situation with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's cool if you plan, you know, you're like, yo, I, I, I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. That's cool. Well, then don't be fucking enjoying and taking pictures with the nigga neither. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what I'm saying? So it's like when son, you know, when Aguilar had that issue with Wes, I you know, I really don't want to go into all of it, but you know, me and Aguilar spoke after the situation between me and him. We spoke like men and we left it at that. Um uh um so like for me to go out my way and then I have an issue where it's like we're not like this no more, mm-hmm. it's like some sometimes it's best to just mind your business and not jump the gun. But in that case, I couldn't mind my business because I got love for bro. And you mentioned the, the children. So, like, you can say what you say about another grown man. But when you mention kids and I got love for bro, so that means I love his kids, I'm going to see you if I can. That's just how it's supposed to be when you tight like this. So that that was, like, you know, a learning, like, experience for me because, it's like, me and bro haven't kicked it in a long time. And, um, I you know, like, if Aguilar was a killer... Here you go. Now Flea is all in the mix with a killer because I, you know, put my hands on him. So thank God that Aguilar is not a killer and he's, you know, whoever doing his music and we're going to make sure that we're going to keep it on the positive note because, like I said, I'm not disrespecting. Um, Shit, keep doing your shit. But I was, like, a little out of line because Wes could have handled that himself. But, like I said, when you mentioned the children, I'm on go. Because if you play with my kids, nigga, like, eh. So... You know, Aguilar understood what he did wrong. When we spoke, he understood. We had a great conversation. We left it at that. You know what I'm saying? We won't do no music because I'm not about to be doing music with niggas that had a situation with the bros. You know, even if, you know, whatever. I don't I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So more power to you, peace and blessings, but you know, I'm falling back. And then the shit with Gully, that was because of, you know, he was like going through the situation with like Prodigy at the time. Like he was talking about P when you know P had passed, and I don't really like to talk about this neither. But me and him had some words, and he said some shit. You know, like 
you know, light skin, I'll slap you. I'll spit in my hand and slap you. He said some very destructive shit. He even invite me to the Frank stand and all that. And me being who I am, he don't know me. And, you know, when you're around these cameras and, you know, you're going to go reckless. Yeah, yeah, I get you, it. You, you can you act a saying? certain way in front yeah, of the camera. You know, and, and, it, and it's everything's ha ha he he ha ha until you get the drop. And then it's like, what do you expect me to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get the drop on you, like, am I wrong? Or should I feel right even though I know it's still wrong? So it's like me and Gully wind up talking in a DM. And I got nothing negative to say about him. Even though you invited me to the Frank stand, you motherfucker. <laughs> I got nothing negative to say about nobody. I'm not disrespecting. And I'm being cool. But so we had a conversation and I, I, I'm i hoping that, you know, everything is cool. Because, um, you know, it could be whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't want that. Because I don't want a problem with nobody. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? But it can go wherever. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, no, nah, I'm, you know. Being his father, like nigga, I'll, I'll go wherever the fuck we gonna go, but I don't want that. So I don't want to say anything disrespectful. He did disrespect me, and he invited me to the Frank stand, but I know he wouldn't do that. If, yeah, I know he wouldn't do that in my face <laughs> because when we like this, it's totally different. Yeah, like different we gonna go to blows, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But um, it is what it is, and I I, I took it, you know what I'm saying? I wore it on the chin, boot. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been, you know, disrespected, you know, by a couple people, um. Even people that was my homies, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's no big deal because, like I said, man, sometimes you have to reverse that cycle. You have to reverse the cycle because we always going to jump the gun and then that's it. Somebody's gone and then you're gone because you probably going to go to jail or, you know, vice versa. Like, I don't. And I'm good, man. Peace and blessings. It's peace. I'm just trying to, you peace know what I'm saying? Positivity. I want yeah, I want my shit to rub off to everybody mm-hmm. else because, like, you know, you can go ignorant route, but then you're still keeping the same cycle and, going. And it's not worth it long term. Because that, that was nah. the point of the question. It's more about, okay, what do you learn? Because now you're in a different position. You're not on the yoga mat anymore. You're not... and. You no, I'm, I still sleep on the carpet in my crib, so I'm not on a yoga mat. I'm telling you, I got two big-ass couches and shit, bedrooms everywhere that fucking go up, like hospital beds and shit. I don't, you know, I don't care for it, man. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I, I was able to provide that for my family. I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to provide that for people that are not in my inner family, the circle, the outer circle, because I still invite certain people over. Come build with me. Come see what I've accomplished from... The spit on the elevator buttons, the piss in the elevator, the shit in the stairs, like a dookie. Like, wow. <laughs> you couldn't hold that, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, I came from that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm really, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? We and, and a lot of people, like I said, I can name you gentlemen, too, because y'all blessed, man. Look what y'all have accomplished. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lord Seer. Shout I know Sir been behind your back throughout the whole thing, and man, I'm just, you know, I'm happy for you guys, and my prayers is with Sarah, man, but uh, it was great talking to you, bro. I want to light up this fucking chopper. Is there any more questions we need to nah, answer? That, that's it. It's different, Sal. Yeah, man, man stay real. <laughs> stay real. Stay positive, man. Look, man, look. Uh, look, look at me. Use me as a learning experience because I, I just told you I didn't have a dollar. I stuck to it. Um, I, I went with my gut feeling and, and I just said, fuck everything and fuck everybody and fuck what they're telling you because they're going to tell you something that's not going to work for you. They're going to tell you the opposite. You don't want to hear that because then it's going to shatter your dream before you can even make it come true. I made my motherfuckers <laughs> come true. They were trying to shatter my shit, 
But we here, we blessed. You know what I'm saying? Lord Mob, man. Shout out to everybody in Lord Mob. They know who they are. I can't name all y'all. I love y'all, man. A lot of y'all motherfuckers. Yeah, it is, man. We pushing. I'm the infamous Amadeus. Shout out to Flea Lords. The next time, every Thursday, Boom Bap Nation. Stay safe. Stay COVID-19 free. See you then. We're back live on the Infamous Album. Your host, Infamous Amadeus. Peace and blessings to Flea Law for pulling up. Holidays are approaching, so make sure you uh, be generous this year, right? Because, I mean, Christmas is coming. A lot of motherfuckers are cheap. Make sure you take care of your fucking <laughs> kids, right? And don't let your kids bully you either, right? My daughter, shout out to my daughter, Harmony. So she wanted these Jordan 4s. Uh-huh. Uh, Injetic is here, by the way. Shout out to him. Represent Long Island? Strong Island, baby, in the house. You already know. Strong Island. So, so my daughter, she wants these Jordan 4s. And these Jordan 4s cost like 600 right? And it's and, and it's 6X. Uh, what was it? Stock X, where you buy the shit. What happened? Wait, are, are you recording? What the fuck? Because you, you confusing me, Mike. He's like, nah. <laughs> so so Stock X, and then she convinced her brother to buy this, and okay. he actually paid the full amount. Shout out to AJ. But Jennings here. What's up, brother? What's going on, fam? Thank you so much for having me, man. Yo, you've been, you been busy, Newsday, Sauce Magazine, Double XL, shout out to legendary Keith Murray. I got to admit, my, my interactions with Keith Murray have not been that great. This is just me personally. I'm not going to get too much into the story, but quick backstory. I, I DJed at the uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, joint. What was that at? Blaze? It was um, somewhere in Long Island. Well, it was somewhere in Long Island. Oh, you talking about in the castle? At the castle. I DJed at the castle. Yeah, I was up there. Okay, so it's Tragedy Gaddafi, Royal Flush. I'm DJing. Shout out to Flush, shout out and, to Cat. And uh and, and Keith, I'm you know, I'm telling him, like, yo, bro, I cannot take your flash drive right now. I have two USBs plugged in my computer. I cannot take your flash drive. So oh God, he doesn't God. listen, of course, being Keith. And he comes <laughs> on the stage handing me the flash drive. And I'm like, nigga, I cannot take this flash drive. So he goes on the mic, tell them why you can't play my music. At the castle, I'm like, cause you didn't give me the fucking flash drive early, and I packed my shit and I left. Shout to Keith for Murray. real? Yeah, no, I left. No, it was too much. It's like, that, that but that's but that's his like. People don't realize, man, just being an MC and being on that mic. That's just the mo. It's not trying to diss any of y'all. It's trying to get the crowd to watch and to be more interacting and hype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an MC. Yeah, an MC will do that because you got to realize something. When we're on that mic, right, and something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Our stage show can get thrown off. Mm-hmm. Now, what we have to do is we have to bring it back. We don't mean to blame the DJs like mm-hmm. that, but the crowd doesn't know. You understand? Because if you're being seen and you're the face mm-hmm. and the DJ's just in the background, you guys ain't going to get the slack. <laughs> We're going to get the damn slack. Because yeah. I'm like, yo, man, you know, your show was a little bit messed up. <laughs> and the way energetic you came out here and jumped over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had it plenty of times. But that wasn't actually my fault. Like, I'm a professional DJ, right? No, nah, I know it wasn't you know, your fault. Was, that whole Mayweather thing was crazy. No, that, that was crazy. Shout out to the drink. Shout out to a bunch of bad women in there. Shout out to that. <laughs> right. So, new record out now with Keith Murray. Talk about, first of all, being from Long Island uh-huh. and collaborating with Keith Murray. Because uh-huh. that's obviously a big thing. We have limited guys from Long Island. Prodigy's from there. Let me tell you something. DMD's from there. Who else? Method Man, Rakim, <laughs> and Keith Murray. And, t- and Blazing. Let me and, tell you something. My father comes from back in the day with Dana Dane. Mm-hmm. So hip hop has been inside my blood since I was born. My father even rocked with Big Pun mm-hmm. back in the day when his name was CJ. So you have so much. I, I Again, let's break it down too. My dad did records with, uh, did songs with Ari the Rugged Man. Uh, Keith 
Murray, we never really done any real records with him. Dad was a producer? My father was a rapper. Okay. But then he became a producer. And then what he started to do mostly, now he's independent movies. So he did stuff for like um, Amazon Prime, did stuff for like Netflix, stuff like that. Hulu. So there's a lot of things that people don't understand. I was born into this. That's why when anybody goes, yo, energetic, spit on the spot. Mm-hmm. I have to do it because I'm a hip hop culture, baby. Yeah, yeah. And there's a certain responsibility being a rapper. Like we was talking about punchline a little bit off camera, right? So when you when you know you can rap, you need to be prepared to rap. And I'm doing this competition right now. Maybe you could explain this as an MC. So I'm doing a competition. People are asking me, okay, how can I get a punchline academy? Well, you can send us a 16-bar acapella freestyle. Keyword, acapella. Mm-hmm. So, energetic, explain to me why motherfuckers are sending me rhymes on beats. Because a lot of times, <laughs> you know, you got... You got people too that that don't that don't realize like a lot of times when you see when you're doing the 16s and stuff is that you guys want to hear hear it and see if it goes and matches the beat or matches where you guys are trying to put it. A lot of times you got people that think okay I could come over here and spit. It's not spitting. It's you still got the concepts. You still got to figure out the way how to project it because you got to realize too your audience needs to be captivated. Yeah. Anybody could come up and be like yo my name is da 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 grab a blah 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 and then you're like oh that was that wasn't good at all. Mm. You know, so I seen that. That's why a lot of people say they're MCs, but I always put artist, rapper, MC. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I feel like if you're a punchline and you're gonna be in that academy, you're an MC. Yeah, and and, and this is not for the week. So again, independent artists, we all give it opportunities for punchline academy, sixteen bar acapella verse to the punchline academy dm we'll post it we'll let the people decide because it's more important for the people to decide mm-hmm. i don't want anybody to think that it's rigged that i'm just handpicking people no mm-hmm. and let me tell you something i put guys through gauntlets in the punchline academy i've had guys battle on the spot i, I don't i don't let you yo can i give a big shout out to d chambers because d, 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 d killed that and I, I, d chambers I, who's my brother i spoke to him yesterday i i gave d chambers a hard time because he was doing the drill shit i'm like i'm not putting you on punch so I was like and if i got balls i know you got balls but i try to push my peers in a way where other djs kind of don't in a sense right so it, it's super important now you have this uh show on strong island tv shout to long island dna with me and my wife dna live oh with the wife okay mm-hmm. that's dope and, and what is this show particularly about just independent artists, any any which way of artistry that you can really show. Crafts. We had chefs on there. We had people that won Emmy awards. We had people that did um, that you know won Grammys and stuff. I actually had um, Jimmy Gates from Silk and Keith Murray on the same show, nice. so okay. it was actually pretty cool shout because yeah, man. Shout out to Silk. Um, I actually did a, a remix with them for um, in my bedroom, okay. and I was the first male rapper to actually uh, to actually work with them. Okay, that, that, well, with Jimmy Gates from there, yeah. So, so shout out to Mathematics for hooking that up. You already know Rough Riders. Must love to y'all. So 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 you so you have this anti drill. Well, you have an anti bully campaign, but you also have like this anti drill. And are you catching any slack? I don't care if I do, man. The I'm younger a generation. I don't care. I don't care because now in our generation, you got no leaders. Mm-hmm. You got people that want to rap the same flow. You got people that don't that don't understand the whole artistry. Dude, I can't. I couldn't go up in a mic without knowing my artistry. I couldn't even rap. You think any of them OGs would even let me be on a mic? You know what they would have said? Yo, yo, youngin, get, get off of that, man. <laughs> You'd be like, what? It's like, yo, I got bars. Yeah, you got bars, but you don't understand the culture yet. Mm-hmm. This is something to bring us up, not bring us down. And what you're seeing is the opposite now. What you're seeing is people that don't understand the culture coming into the culture and confusing the culture with being musical. Mm-hmm. 
When they put that together, what happens? It creates a wave, and this is what you're seeing with the kids killing each other because the kids are finding that more is a craving, more cool. Do you understand that girls in college, right? This, this is what I learned. A lot there, there has been a drop from women to being in college now. Kids in college, from 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 the influences. You know, Interesting. I no, I studied this whole thing, man. Um, I told you with laws and all that, like read, uh, helped make a lot of laws to help my brothers and stuff like that. Yeah. Ran around with the Black Life Matters people. Shout out to Hawk Newsom, much love to you. So I've been around all of the people that everybody wants to rap about, right? Mm-hmm. You don't understand. You were never there. I was. I was in. Independent Plaza, right? When they clashed the Proud Boys and Black Lives Matters uh, class, it was a war and a half. So you you were ne- so, hell yeah, so, I was so, there. So, I got so, I got a, a fire uh, a, a, a cracker shot at me, bro. Mm. They missed me and went over here to hit the hit the table, flew up so, and flew so down. So explain this scene. So you got Proud Boys, you got Black Lives Matter, uh-huh. and there's tension, and then what happens? Bro, you don't understand. It was just nobody, even what you're seeing now in music, nobody's coming to a median. I come to, I chat to my brothers like, yo, man, it's not even worth it anymore because everyone's like, oh, we can't stand this and this is that. I'm like, yo, dude, you're never going to get over it if you sit there and you don't try to finish the problems. All the connection era. Nobody understands each other anymore. Everybody wants to play the victim. You got to have people step up and be like, yo, I got tough skin right here. Let me take the hit. That's what's, that's what's, and, and the whole thing with the Black Lives Matters thing, I was just shocked because you just seen hatred. You just seen split up. You just, it just, for the rest of my life, I told my wife, I said, that night will always hold a damper in my heart because I always, pra- I always preach, preach peace and I always preach love because that is something that can't be beat by negativity or any which way. Mm-hmm. Most importantly. All right, so for the people that are watching right now, uh, Facebook.com slash Boom Bap Nation. Or if you're watching on iHeartRadio, Spotify, much more, uh, we'll continue on. But for people that are going to listen to the audio part of this, let's debut this Keith Murray record. So so talk about this record, how this record came about, and what the fans are going to hear when they listen. Well, listen, man, like, it's a... Uh, I honestly decided because I got... Uh, I did a lot of the shake, like the record's called Shake. It's, it's an up-tempo kind of beat. It's a dance kind of beat. I kind of just dallied a little bit in it because i was like you know what i'm starting to see i want to see what's going to happen if i actually go into that realm and i want to see if it's going to change the whole dynamics this is this is more kind of of like because keith to me always had that party kind of sound so his sound was just unique in that which way so i said you know what it's easy to rap like these dudes mm-hmm. let me just make something let's see what mm-hmm. the fans are going to think mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll play it right now here on the infamous hour so we'll be past this uh-huh so you have this anti-bullying campaign going on, and the whole. We'll speak about like why you would get into this type of. Well, as a child, you, as a child, I was actually a special ed, so we were actually made fun of a bully because I had a speech impediment. Right. People didn't know that, and I finally, you know, this is my first time ever saying that. Mm-hmm. But I had a speech impediment, and I had an issue with saying certain words, and kids make fun of me, laugh at me, basically and, not being able to properly pronounce. Words. Absolutely not. But you can hear me now. You're like. Nah, but back then, yes, I had that, and I had an issue with reading. And it's funny, right? Because I'm a rapper, so you got <laughs> you got um, English all over mm-hmm. grammar. So, and I actually did really good accent grammar. But what I'm saying is, it's just it, it it just started happening more and more and more and more. And then when I got to high school, I started becoming the jock because I played football in there. And then an incident happened to people that I knew, and I was like, "Yo, I got to step up because I can't I can't see this happen anymore." And that's why I stepped up, started doing the anti-bullying. I did it since 2000 and 
13. Went to the White House, went to the, did stuff with the United Nations, the woman guilt, shot them out. Uh, raised over $150,000 for kids that's getting anti-bullying. like bullying. Um, Helped out with some programs. A lot of New York State, too, programs, like with the writing and the yeah. rapping music. Yeah. They took that a lot from from what I done in my blueprint. Yeah. That's why I see a lot of people now when they jump up and they do it. That was my blueprint back in like 2011, 2012 when I first came up. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember um, when I was when I was an adolescent, I was on Rikers and they had a full recording studio oh, on Rikers know. Island. For real? So yeah. So in uh in a C seventy four, they had a full production studio, they had MPCs, they had phantoms, they had motifs and this is where I was kind of first learning, because initially I was on FL, and then when I went to the island, there was no FL, right? So, you know, we were hitting the drums and, and figuring out. But from a government program perspective, how much is actually available, in your opinion, to insert these type of programs into the community? Not only music, but anti-bullying. I mean, just whatever people want to accomplish. Honestly, I feel like, you know what we're missing, though? We're missing that in the government, man. I'm going to say this again. We're missing, like, strong people that really want to push things into the community because you got a lot of these so-called leaders and I don't want to say any names. Um, they just want to take, they, they say you get like an event, right? They only give you like 17% and then they keep the rest. How is that helping the communities? So you mean as far as the pot that comes in, they only actually, out of what they raise, only 17% and that, so they get a million, yeah, 170,000 yeah. actually goes yeah. to the community and then where does the other uh, 800 and what is it? Uh, $30,000 What does it go to God What is it Like where does it go exactly <laughs> You really want me to be blunt In their pocket mm. I don't get it. Like honest I'm a real advocate I have done this I have gave my heart out for this I'm never trying to Hurt nobody Or any which way But one thing about me Is I don't like Liars I don't like thieves And I don't like bullshit mm -hmm. It's just realness mm -hmm. So In hip hop We're kind of in a In a weird <sighs> space Where you know, we have all this different type of music coming out. And I've said this many times here on the Infamous Hour. I remember when I first started listening to Nas, Mob Deep, Tupac. Oh, God, those are good days. My, my elders would tell me that this wasn't the correct version of hip-hop. Their version of hip-hop was De La Soul. It was uh, Brand Nubian, Early LL, Rakim. Right, and then Brand new, yeah, wow. coming from the '90s perspective, and then you're looking at what hip hop is today. Is it our in our place to tell these kids that their version of hip hop is not the one? How many kids are dying from our hip hop? How many people are getting murdered? How many how many people are getting beat up? How many people are getting a stolen? Lot, a lot of people died. It's just that social media shows it to you more. That's how. That's how. You, but no. But I'm saying though, it's the same. Exact I don't energy. see. I don't see that many rappers if you really look at it. Because in the total of drill, there was one day, one time I looked at it, there was almost 345 kids that died, and the year wasn't even done. Well, that's that's. So I'm kids. trying to. If, I, if you're talking about rap music, and if you just look at the history, the first rapper was killed in, in uh, 1987. That was Scott LaRock. Rock, yeah, okay. Scott. Since, yeah. since then, I, and I actually did a video on this. There's been tons of rappers, but the difference is, is that now with social media, you're seeing it more. Yeah, 50, 50 So when takeoff, when takeoff gets shot, you are there with your camera posted on social media. But when Freaky Todd dies, oh god, or uh, who else? Uh, uh, uh money bags. bags. Yeah. Uh, who? Are, I mean, stretch. We could go the endless list you know I mean? of artists. 
Jay. Jay, there's nothing. All you see is a news report, and you're waiting for that. Now it's like social media is the new news reporter. So I guess the question becomes, because you're into like this advocacy, has the energy actually changed much in hip-hop? The truth? Not really, no. Yeah. Did you really look at it? No. I mean, the message, yes. But the energy of that rah, 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 street life and people being into you. Like, the art form, I feel like, gone. No, the, the culture? the art form is definitely, yeah. Gone. You know what? In our in our days, it used to call biting when you used to sound like somebody. Mm, now it's so you would practice your craft ten times more because then you would know that if you even had one little thing that sounded like the other person, mm. you were dismissed, you were disqualified, you were done, dude. You couldn't even go into certain sites with certain people that you didn't even know rocking certain jewelry because mm. you would have to go up to the OGs, speak the OGs gonna be yo, it's cool. All right, boom. Now you get into the battle arena. Now you're going at it. After after that, man, it just it, it just I feel like the art form is gone. I feel like it's not fun anymore. I feel like um, it used to be better when I, when social media wasn't around because you used to literally travel. I used yep. to jump on the train, travel to go battle someone in the Bronx, battle to go battle someone in Brooklyn, come back to Staten, go there. But those are the fun times. These kids don't know about that time. So, social media is damaged. We had terminology on here, what was it, two weeks ago? Shout out to Terminology, one of my favorite artists. And, and he had said that Previous to social media, you had a different investment in your artists because you didn't see your artists all the time. Now, That's so true. you're just seeing them so much that you, you're you judging them a lot more. If they do some shit dumb, you're not fucking with them. If they get snuffed, they corny. And, you know, back, back in the days, I mean, a lot of the artists that told us that they sold bricks and all that shit, none of them was doing that shit, right? But we believed it, and we invested into it, and, and maybe that's not the right thing. No, no. To be honest with you, I thought it was just a lyrical way of saying it. Like, like when hip hop to me was kind of like a news reporter, stuff that the news was blocking out and that we didn't see, they were telling things that the media wouldn't say because the media was always scared about being politically correct. They said, I didn't believe having them dudes, but at the end of the day, man, you already know that it's a cat. When you do music, no matter what, you're a character. Yeah, energetic is not Danny Rivera. Danny Rivera is not energetic. Two different people, yeah. Exactly. So you're always going to be a character in front of people's eyes. You know what I mean? So what, what people don't realize neither is you get caught up in it sometimes. The person gets caught up in the character. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So before we get out of here, you mentioned to me outside Punchline Academy, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. apparently you got some bars for Punchline. So we're going to do your audition right now. You can look into the camera. Man. Let's get these balls. You know and, what? I want to wait and, and wait up. If you're watching right now, facebook.com slash boombatnation. I need you to go in the comments right now. This is a real time, real world, unscripted review. Let me know if it's fire, drop fire emojis. If you're not feeling it, drop trash emojis. You ready, Jake? Let's do it. Man, you said you wanted me to spit some crazy shit, right? All right, let's do it. Yo, two more to y'all don't made y'all bleed to death. Thought you could breathe until I took your breath. I'm a theft. I find shit easy to clap. And allies just too easy to rep. You might catch you smoking weed just to lighten the tech. I don't stress it. Killing cats using different methods. Pathetic. I see a chain dog. I gotta get it. Cause you sweet like diabetic sugar running through your veins. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but you won't do a thing. You lame. And guess what? I'm legally insane. Huh? Smoking Mary Jane is easing a little pain. Leave your head wide open. I'm leaving a little stain. Cause I'm running. 
rugged, rigged, pushing the lyric limit. The golden child is why my shit's exquisite. And y'all niggas only feel big around some midgets. Call me when your pockets get around some digits. Peace. Oh, there it is. All right, real time. Real energetic. Here on the infamous hour. Okay, so Keith Murray Records out right now. Uh -huh. Um, they can find you Source Magazine, Double XL Newsday. Uh -huh. uh, what projects we have coming up, and more importantly, where they can catch your show at? Yo, so I got another album coming out called Redemption. Man, that's gonna be crazy. If you've seen this, the, uh, I got my the Cloven Line coming out to the Cake Line Energetic Movement. Yeah. And you know what, man, I'm just and definitely watch the show in Strong Island. Shout out to Bobby. Shout out to my wife Althea, man. And come out, come and come and support. I definitely want to interview you on my show because yeah, I'm loving this. Yeah. And yo, one thing I want to say too: the rhymes were, were dope as hell, man. And congratulations too about getting that hundred thousand, man. Straight yeah, up, million, man. I'm million. Trying, I'm trying to get five million, man. We working man, on it right now. bro, you <laughs> can, bro. You're freaking nasty with it, man. man thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. this. Is the Infamous Sam, your host, Infamous Sam. Dance. Make sure you follow me all social media platforms at the Infamous Sam. Dance. Shout to Energetic. Shout to Flea Love pulling up. Shade 45 every single Thursday, noon ESC for the new hip-hop picks. 3 p.m. ESC for the throwback classes. Till next time, stay safe. Stay COVID-19 free. See you motherfuckers then. Peace.